special bonus Christmas episode of Quitters Never Give Up. On our bonus episode, we have uh, Topher Sheckler, who used to work at the station and did uh, a lot of work with the uh, albums. Woohoo! Hey. Yay! Thanks for having me on. <laughs> Yay! So this was the post uh, that Topher uh, graced the Kevin and Bean Social Club with, which is a collection or a photo of his album collection of Christmas albums. So we have at the top here... Santa's swinging is that sack? Santa's swinging sack. Santa's yeah. swinging sack. Yeah. And now, what's what's the story with the actual case for this one? So I think this case was the one where Tad was like naked, except for like a uh, uh, yeah Santa's hat over his crotch. I think that was this one. Okay, so then we have <laughs> Kevin and Bean presents "Swallow My Eggnog," only five dollars. It appears. So the next one is um, a, fam- <laughs> a family Christmas in your house. This is 97. What year is Swallow My Eggnog? Um, Swallow My Eggnog is. Uh, I've got that one. Uh, 2001. Yeah. So you know what's interesting about this uh, album is actually it's a best of because Jimmy was getting ready to sort of leave. Um, this is pre-Adam Parola. So they actually didn't have as much resources to put together a full album and they just did a best of and a lot of the tracks are from previous years and now we have the real slim santa so what year would this would have um 2000 is what i show um and then the last one you have which is my background as well is the year they recalled santa claus i guess this would have been what year was this 2003 the year they recalled the other guy too. Yeah, yeah. So the and, and it was a reference to the recall that we had where Arnold Schwarzenegger won. Okay. Well, this is excellent. So, um, were you were you given these? How how did you stumble upon this collection? Um, so I I was actually I was moving and I was you know going through a bunch of stuff and I had I had like hundreds of CDs and I was like I I don't I don't want to take these and and I found these I, I had two more. I found these in my collection and I was like, oh, well, I'm not going to get rid of these because these like are hard to come by. And that's why I, I posted it. And so, yeah. Um, and I had gotten them at the station since I had worked there. So. Oh, so you never actually had to like wait in line for them or buy them or anything. They were all gifts. They were all gifts for me. Um, nice. But I did remember when I like in the 90s, I went and bought the cassettes because that's what they were on in like mm-hmm. 94, 95. Um, but I don't have any of those left. 
Can you take us back to the beginning and how you got started at K-Rock and all that kind of fun stuff? Yeah, sure. Uh, so I went on a singles party. Um, this was in 1997. Uh, and it was in Big Bear. And I had already been a pretty big fan of Kevin and Bean. Um, and I went there and I made friends with Portland Cox, who was the producer, uh, and Jimmy Kimmel. Um, I pretty much, instead of hitting on the women there, I was just talking to them like the whole time and hanging out with them because I was like, this is way cooler than that. Um, and then I talked about, hey, I, you know, I'd really like to, you know, come work for Kevin and Bean. Like, I, you know, and, um, and they're like, we, we don't have room right now, but we'll let you know. And then um, a couple of months later, there was a breakfast with Jewel that I ended up winning tickets to. And I showed up there uh, and Jimmy spotted me. He's like, hey, why don't you come to the station um, and do an interview and see, you know, see if we can find something for you. So I went in, I interviewed with the entire Kevin and Bean crew. Um, and at that time it was Portland Cox and it was, um, uh, you know, Kevin and Bean and Jimmy um, and uh, Big Tad was there as well. And, and they interviewed me and, and uh, I think that they, they were looking to sort of scare Big Tad out of his position. Um, and that's one of the reasons they brought him in, brought yeah. me in, but they were like, they liked me enough and they're like, we don't have a spot on the show for you, but why don't you come be a phone op? Um, and you can be the backup phone op when you're, when you're, when you have a chance. So uh, started in June of 1997 um, as a normal phone up. So if you would call the the radio station, I would be the one to answer and take your request and put it in a very old uh, computer program. But then anytime they needed it, I I would sub in a, as a backup phone up. Um, so anytime someone was out or they just needed someone to come in, I was their backup phone up. So this was during the time where he had his tattoo, where Big Ted had his tattoo? Yes, very much so. Um, he, you remember the tattooed? Uh, yeah, uh, you, you know what? Uh, he he definitely had a very big tattooed where he felt like he was better than sort of his position. And I think that, you know, he didn't recognize, you know, that was his role as opposed to like Beer Mug recognized and, and you know, leaned into that role. Big Tad really like didn't like that. Um, you know, there was, there was a thing that he used to do Big Tad in his underpants that yeah. was... Uh, I, I don't know if any of y'all remember that, but it was a cable TV show um, that he would go film in his underpants, and he hated doing it. Uh, it was just he, something that he didn't want to do. He did some of that on Jimmy Kimmel, the Jimmy Kimmel show, right? Yeah, he was on Jimmy Kimmel for uh, about a year, I think, and he did some of that background stuff. So you think they were trying to scare Tad straight by bringing I, you yeah, in? I think that I that was my initial thought is like, because they asked me a lot of questions about, well, what do you think about what Big Tad does? Do you think you could do what Big Tad does? And I think they were trying to show us that he was replaceable or I just blew my shot. You know, I didn't, you know, didn't get a chance to do, but I still, I got the job at K-Rock. So that was very cool. If I remember Big Tad correctly, from a listener's standpoint, he would, he got really big for his position and then he'd kind of, step out of line and then come back in line and then step out of line and go back in line. So he could have been stepping out of line where they were thinking of replacing him, And then he just kind of made up with them. Yeah. There was a lot of back and forth like that. Um, in fact, they made him a van driver for a short period of time, which he really pushed back on. And I think that was around the time that he, that either he was fired or quit. I, I forget exactly if, which one it was. So if you're a phone op, I mean, did you have to go in like when the show started? And just be there, yep. you know, at 5 a.m. on? Yep. So uh, if you were the morning show phone off, you had to go in there. At, you probably had to get there about 5.15 because you wanted to be there because they the, the sort of live start 
started at 5.30. So you had to get there at 5.15 and you stay till 10. Um, and, and so that's that's when I would, if I was subbing, that's when I would do it. Uh, so I, I was doing that. And then I also started with Dave, the King of Mexico. He started like three months after me. So he took over the, the phone out position, uh, but I was still his backup. Um, Omar started about like six months after me. Um, a lot of the people that like were behind the scenes of Kevin and Bean started around the same time as when I started. So like I, you know, was close with them. I'm still close with uh, like Dave and Omar. Um, so it, yeah, it, it was just a lot of people came up at the same time um, around that 1997-98. And you were in a big transition period because like you said, Jimmy Kimmel was leaving. Ralph was coming on board. There was like a year or two where Ralph wasn't even allowed on the radio. And then Cortland was leaving too, right? Yeah, so uh, Cortland left, I want to say, at the end of 97, um, and Jimmy was still there. Uh, and then, it, it, I don't know that it wasn't that Ralph wasn't allowed on. It was like he was still Ralph the new guy. Um, mm -hmm. it, and it was more like, how do they introduce him into this without, uh, you know, making it seem like Jimmy is, you know, he's replacing Jimmy. But yeah, yeah it was a big okay. transition transition time. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And we have, you gave us a couple of times where you actually were part of the show. Uh, we got a couple of clips here. Yeah, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, actually in like 97, 98, when Jimmy was on there, he would make fun of me on the air a lot. Um, and like one time, uh, so I, unfortunately, I don't know why I thought this was a good idea, shaved my head really close, like buzz cut it. Uh, uh -huh. And then he started calling me Timothy McVeigh. And he's like, I can't believe <laughs> that we have a terrorist working for us that he would just go off on stuff like that. But I don't have any, I don't have any of those clips anymore. Oh man, um, lost to history. Yeah. A Timothy McVeigh reference. I honestly, it was, it took me a second, but I was like, I do know who that is. <laughs> I didn't expect that today. No, yeah. not at all. <laughs> all right. Let's go over some of these moments. Um, all right. We got an Afro call that you sent in. Let me play that. Pretty much every uh, Wednesday for a couple of weeks now, Dave, the King of Mexico has called disguising himself as quote listener Dave <laughs> talking about Jericho. Well, this is no longer listener Dave. Hey guys, this is listener Dave's friend. Sheckler. Uh, you know what? He told me to watch Jericho, and you know what? I like it. I like it. It's a hit. I think I'll keep watching it. The final three episodes, Jericho, Tuesday nights, 10 p.m. on CBS. Watch it. Wait, okay. it's on Tuesday nights? Yeah. And we're he's calling us on Wednesdays? By the way, he has a friend named Sheckler that we know. Right. He's not fooling anybody. Maybe he should pick someone we don't know. Maybe. Exactly. I'm just saying maybe. So... First question, what what the hell is Jericho? I don't remember that show. It was a show that was on, I think it was Skeet Ulrich was in it, and it, it was like yep. post-apocalyptic. There was like a mm -hmm. uh, nuclear bomb that went off, like seven mm -hmm. different ones in America, and his town was like saved. And so it was all about that. Mm -hmm. That's the one where it got canceled and the fans sent nuts to the network, right? Nuts. Yep. Yeah. I think there's still only two seasons of it. They didn't bring it back? Wow. Why nuts? Because they were saying that the uh, producers were nuts for taking it off the show or that, yeah. I see. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's very specific. <laughs> yeah, I remember that campaign because I think uh, Dave talked about it. Yeah, Dave was, was a really a, big fan of it. Yeah, and it was a good show. And then I think once um, The Walking Dead post-apocalyptic came aboard and they just had way more storylines to take it in different directions, then I think it just didn't have any base. Mm. So what year was that call? Uh, that would have been 2004, 2005, I would say. Yeah. And, I, and the backstory to that also is 
Dave was calling in every week on the Afro line as listener Dave, and they would play this this thing. And so. <laughs> All right. Speaking of Dave, let's go to a moment where you wake up, Dave. My God, I've got to get upstairs quick. But let me tell you what I'm concerned about, and unless this has changed in the last two minutes, is no King of Mexico so far. Oh. No now the King of, King Mexico, of Mexico is is never late, and if he if he is for whatever reason, he always calls. And we haven't Omar, is that right? We haven't heard a peep from him, right? No, we haven't heard anything from him. You didn't hook him up yesterday, did you? No, no. All right, good. <laughs> well, he was on the set of the Wicked Pictures video yesterday. Maybe one of the girls took him home with him. Oh my God! I can't imagine that. He was probably out really late. Lighting, you have any information on him? Well, his car is outside, which means he got a ride to the uh, the station party last night. We oh, kind of that little shindig that we Right, had. right. Um, and he was drinking really heavy. Right. So the only thing I can guess is that someone drove him to their house to so he could crash on our couch. But you don't know who. You're going to have to start calling every no employee clue. from K-Rock to find him days That's on their correct. couch. You well, know, um, my guess would be Heather would make the most sense because she would be coming in in the morning anyway, wouldn't she? No, Heather's on the way down to her location. Oh, so I saw oh, her this morning. Oh, so she's not even coming in. Is that him? No, Heather's on rest. She knows where he's at. Okay. Oh, let's talk to Heather. Great. Heather, what happened to Dave? Okay, Dave's at Chris Sheckler's house. I was with him until 2 in the morning last night. Great, Chris Sheckler, great. Who's that? <laughs> you know, he's, he's the guy who works. I'll go get his number. Okay, good, thanks. He works back in the, uh, the commercials department. Let's call but, him right now. <laughs> Heather, what was, uh, what was going on last night at the party? Oh, well, it was awesome. From the K-Lab party, and then after that, we kind of continued the party so until really late. And I guess he didn't wake up. I sent an alarm for him. He just crashed at Chris Eckler's place, though. Yeah. It's not like Dave. It's odd. <laughs> it's know. very odd. But but let me ask you guys this, and I know, you know you're young and impetuous, but when it gets to be like 11 and then 12 <laughs> and then 1, doesn't anybody ever say, hey, um, you know what? we got to be at work at 5 a.m.? I know. Not, not normally the first night because you could do that for one day. Right. Mm -hmm. Whatever time, oh, it's 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, I'll live through one show. I can take a nap tomorrow afternoon, I'll be fine the second day. Right, it's, it's Friday, I guess. I, all yeah. I have to do is just survive the show, and then I can go home and go to sleep. I survive Friday, I can sleep all weekend long, right. especially Day of right. the King of Mexico, who that is his actual plan. <laughs> that is his plan anyway, right? Exactly. So what was he drinking last night, Heather? Oh, uh, I don't know. I saw him, I think, with a beer. I don't know, some mixed drinks, too. I think he would just, like, mix them all. Was there an open bar at this party? Yes. What do you think? Oh, wow. Yeah, that's trouble. <laughs> and they took a taxi, like, there and back, so. They took a taxi know. to the party and to Chris Sheckler's house? Yeah. I guess that's safer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's Chris. trouble. That open bar is trouble when you start mixing it with uh, the K-Rock employees. Thank you, Heather. Okay. What party was this? Was this a Christmas party or... Yeah, uh, so there's <laughs> there's a lot of debate between Dave and I over this, like, what was actually the party. Um, I It was either Richard Blades going away party or it was a ratings party that K-Rock was like number one that in that uh, uh, time period. Um, and so they were throwing us a celebration party. Okay, okay. And this is Heather, the the woman that was on air that you were talking about, or is this a different Heather? Nope, that's that's the Heather. She was a contortionist and she was she was on the show for like two, two and a half years. <sighs> Gotta round up our employees in the morning. What kind of a dog and pony show are we running here? This oh. is sad. Chris? Hello? Chris? No. Who is it? It's Reed. Oh, hey, Reed. Hey, it's Kevin and Bean. We're on the radio. We're looking for Dave, who's supposedly on your couch. On my couch? Kind of a short uh, Mexican fella. <laughs> Would you have noticed that? <laughs> yeah, I know who he is. Oh, do you? Okay. Is he still... Okay, who's Reed? Reed is my brother. Um, so they, what they did, and it, we'll get to this, is, well, I don't want to give it away. We'll, we'll keep going, and then, and then, but he's my brother. Okay, Got okay. It. Okay. I like this. <laughs>
Is he still here? Yeah. Yeah. Can you check? Would you mind checking for us? Yeah, hold on. Okay, thanks. Sorry to wake you up. Okay. Yeah, no problem. This guy's thrilled. Yeah, I know. No problem yeah. is not true. <laughs> this is a huge Hey, no problem. problem. You know what I like, though, and he didn't do it is, no, no, I was awake. Yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite. La, la, Every day we got to come in, we just got to pull the thing back together. That's the truth. It is. It's true. All the employees from all walks of life, from all sure. different areas of the city. Right. Whether it's equipment we got to deal with or, uh, or engineering or, or just getting somebody to answer the phones. Wake three or four people up out of a drunken stupor. <laughs> Ralph goes to Uganda. Dave goes to Chris's house. What the That's hell right. is going on with this show? <laughs> I agree, yeah. Now, Omar is going to Las Vegas this weekend. Is he? Is, yeah. Aren't you too, Kevin? Yes, yeah. perhaps I am. What's Omar the big event? Did Omar hook you up? <laughs> Omar did not hook me up, no, yet. No, I'm, go I'm going to, though. <laughs> okay. no, he's, not here. Oh, he's not there? No, did you call my brothers? Well, now, we heard he was at Chris's house, though. This is Chris's house, right? No, he moved. He moved? <laughs> okay, hold, hold on, we'll take down the phone number, okay? Well, Wait, Reed, we of course sorry? he's not on your couch. <laughs> Maybe he should have mentioned that his brother moved originally. <laughs> yeah, my brother's not here, but neither is Dave. Oh, come on, that's funny. All right, call that one. See again, we wouldn't be going to the effort if it were any, you know if it were anybody else. We'd figure he'd just be on the way. But with Dave, who knows? He could still be passed out somewhere. So this guy goes and looks at his couch, right. yeah. knowing there's no way knowing. someone would be there that he wouldn't know about because Chris moved. Right. That's crazy. <laughs> Let's see. Did he break in? And what kind of life is he leading? I don't know. That's a, that's a great question. And we can't wait to get to, get to today's show. We got the biggest show ever today, but we got to take care of this first. Hello, Chris. Yes. Kevin Abin. Hey, guys. Hand the phone to Dave, man. Uh, Is he right next to you? No. no. Roll, over, <laughs> Roll over and kiss him on the cheek and hand him the phone. <laughs> Give him a gentle kiss. He slept in. It's quarter to six. We need him. All right, hold on. All right. Okay. I'll teach you to party. He sounded uh, quite awake, too. Mm -hmm. He, he kind of did, yeah. I don't think they've fallen asleep yet. <laughs> that could be. Oh, that would be bad. Well, now, if Heather's not here and Dave's not here, I guess Lightning will have to answer the phones. Yeah. <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> nice. Hello? Hold on. You can't use that language. Dude, we're on the air. Hey, Dave. Yeah. Dave? Yeah. Ke Kevin and me. Hey. Hey, how you doing? Okay. Yeah, it's quarter yeah, to You have six. any idea what time it is, dude? No, I don't. Quarter to six. Okay. Fifteen. Yeah. Hey, hey Dave. No, you no. know, I hate to take the TV away from you. But I mean, you know, you, know, you can't you can't start slacking now. I think for today we're just going to take the remote away. <laughs> Make him get his fat ass and change the channel himself. What time did you go to What time did you go to bed this morning, Dave? Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, you remember much about last night? Party. Party, sure, yeah. What were What were you what, what were you drinking? Heather said she thought some mixed drinks might be involved. Have less energy than when he's here. <laughs> I know. I don't know where Chris lives. How long will it take you to get in, Dave? Like 10 minutes. Okay, like okay. be here in 10 minutes. Yeah. Bye. All right. All right. See you later. Yes, he is. Yeah, he is. That's correct. Of course not. Of course not. Well, Dave doesn't take showers on Fridays anyway, so. So we're yeah, safe. He's, he's like a Tuesday, Thursday guy. <laughs> well, okay. So we uh, now we can officially get started now that we got that taken care of. Now that we've rallied the troops. So did you live like. Uh... Three feet from the station or what? Yeah, I so I live two blocks from the station, and the station was in Burbank uh, at the time. And so my apartment tended to be the place that all the like van drivers or phone ops would go 
to like pre-party or after like station stuff would go because it was just a centralized location that was near the station. Oh, um, cool. And we were up till it was like two thirty or three. Uh, we were drinking, smoking a lot of weed. Uh, so that's what the other thing he wasn't talking about there. Um, but yeah, and then he just passed out. We all thought it was going to be okay. Um, but yeah, they and they ended up calling my parents' house because that's where I used when I started at K Rock. I lived with my parents. I was only nineteen. Um, and there used to be this station list of everyone's phone numbers, uh, but it wasn't updated very much. So they called, they called my parents' house and, you know, my brother Reed tells the story that he's like, well, I just naturally thought you guys came here and crashed. It wasn't like a big deal, like, because we had gone to my parents' house multiple times. So, um, yeah, that's, that's how they kind of, it all went. And then I, I was right by the station. I love how he legitimately looked and was like expecting, <laughs> like expecting to find somebody and then was like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> like that he had partied hard too and was like expecting that there would be a bunch of people there anyways. Yeah. Uh, I, I have a, a recording actually of Reed um, looking at the couch. Scanning for Mexicans. <laughs> I love Cartman. Well, I did like how he looked at the cows first, and then he said, oh, that guy moved. <laughs> <laughs> We're definitely not this there. He was thorough. <laughs> well, they they never actually asked for me. They asked for Dave. So that's why my right. brother was like, well, he could be on the couch because he, he knew who he was. Like It, it was a possibility. So He had a key. Funny. Just came in. You know, yeah. <laughs> it was just a revolving door. And the other thing that uh, that you hear is Dave actually cussed on the air. Uh, you yeah, hear him did hear that like, yeah so that's when they actually had to do they had to dump it um so he so but since i got this recording from the way that it, it wasn't on air it was like what they you know put to, to tape that's how i got so you still got to hear the the oh shit part oh shit nice. <laughs> nice. all right um and so they did an update list you had mentioned that so this led to a, a beef between you and psycho mike right <laughs> yeah, a little bit of a, a beef, um, and I'm assuming you played the clip, but yeah, they didn't update all the lists all the time, so uh, it, it was kind of funny, some of the things that I stayed on for a while, even though I hadn't worked there anymore. Okay, here's a clip from 2008 and the great Psycho Mike beef. Look at me, look at me, hey, here I am over here, it's me, hey guys, why are you talking about me? That's my Psycho Mike impression. Yeah, real good. Psycho <laughs> Mike, you're a like genius. <laughs> Psycho Mike is a unique individual. And yes. uh, he discovered immediately five years ago that he was not on the birthday list. No, l listen. And he said, hey, what about me, everyone? I'm not on the birthday list. <laughs> now don't, it's been five years. Don't that, skew this the wrong way. Now it's All been right, five why years. Don't you, why don't you present it the, the way you think it should be presented, then, Mike? Because Kevin is basically telling the truth that you're <laughs> the only person at K-Rock who cares whether his name is on the birthday list that they put up in the hallway every month. You wouldn't know if I'm the only person at K-Rock who cares because I'm the only person at K-Rock who gets goddamn left off. And I mean... <laughs> <laughs> the only person at K-Rock. And but that's I'll my big you, problem. I'll tell you that. Listen, no, no, no. I, I bet Lisa doesn't even know whether her name is on the list, and it doesn't matter to her whether it is or not. I'm Lisa just guessing. Knows, Bean, Bean. I'm on the yes, list. Yes, dear. Lisa knows on she's the on the list because I bring her flowers every year for her birthday, just like a lot of people do, yes, because it's does. nice to have your birthday recognized. But honestly, it's not me getting my birthday recognized no, that I care about. No. I don't, I, honestly, if, right, it was, no. if the birthday list was reserved for, like, really major players here at K-Rock, and that's all it was, 
I'd understand, and I would say, look, I mean, who am I? I'm the bottom of the totem pole. No big deal. The fact that... I don't recognize about 17 names on this yeah. list. <laughs> for March. You don't know anybody. <laughs> Just you March. don't know anybody on the current list. For March alone. <laughs> and let me let me uh, see, uh, for instance, last, last month, February, a guy named... Chris Sheckler on the list. We all know Chris Sheckler. Great guy. He used to work here at yeah, K-Rock. He hasn't worked yeah. here in a couple of years. About four years or so. He hasn't worked there. You know, and if you scout, you know, go through month by month, poor man on the list. Yeah. Ricky Rackman. Sure. Internet predator Chip. All on the list. People who don't even goddamn work here. Well, we brought in Helen, who pretty much runs the place. Hi. Hi, Hi Helen. Helen. How are you, my dear? This... I feel so bad. I feel like, this, like oh, please Mike don't. thinks it's my fault. Oh, no, I don't. No, no, please I don't, don't feel Remember bad. Remember that it's Mike. Please Five don't. years, though. Five years. Seriously. I know, but can I tell you, I looked into it, and um, your birthday is wrong in the system. What is his what? birthday in the system? April 2nd. Okay, so is he on the April list? Yes, he's on the April list. He is? Oh. Yes. When? When? Show me this April, because I didn't make the I April list. I what Mike is saying is he wasn't on the April list last year, if that was the problem, or the year before, the year before. He's saying he's it. never been on any of the lists in five years, is what he's saying. No, that's not true. But I can say that he's self-centered enough that he would have checked pretty accurately. But do you want to be on the list because you want people to buy you presents? Yes. What do you is think? That what it is? Great no. question, Helen. No, I don't. I want to be on the list because, <laughs> because I feel that I at least have some power over people who don't even work here anymore. <laughs> if it, Like I said, if it was just a list for like the major people around the station, I wouldn't even get paid any mine. It's the fact that people who not only don't work here but were fired dishonorably somehow still make the list. Are Gay you sure? Ryan on the list. Are you sure? Yes! Because I get that list every month from okay. payroll, so it's always the most up-to-date list, so they mm -hmm. say. Well, they're still paying people, but they oh, shouldn't great. be paying yeah. the, uh, And we need to look <laughs> into like that. Looks like we have another problem. The giant female intern that tased somebody? Name on the list. Yeah. <laughs> Birthday's Gigant Gigantor, Gigantor on the list. Gigantor. Gigantor on the list. Got fired for tasering a listener. Okay, I'll fix it today. I no, 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 please don't. I'm going to add. Do you know the story of Gigantor? I, you know what, I was trying to think, I don't, I remember it happening, but I don't remember who she was or why it happened. I think it was, she was, she felt threatened um, and tased someone at an event. I think it was called I love K-Rock. It's so nuts that that story didn't even penetrate your brain. Oh, well, that <laughs> one, you know, I guess someone tased someone, sure. <laughs> I mean, there's so, there's so many things that happened during just normal work, especially once I was a van driver. Um, and then I was just out at events that just stuff just happened all the time. And it is like, it does, did, you're right. It didn't even phase. And to clarify, yeah, I was not the person that was fired that, that he was referencing. He was, talk, he was yeah, talking he about to imply that. But all right, let's, let's keep going. His name. No, but I'm saying, please don't. Why? Because it's really funny. But now. I like mine. Yeah, I Thank know. You, you can like, like him too. But you put, can like him and you can. It. Put it in your personal calendar. But I'm asking you as a, as a favor. I know Mike wanted to do this to call you in to make to fix it. But wouldn't it be funnier to not have him on the list? But That's I just still don't want him to have his feelings hurt. But I do. Too late. Too late. And by the way, I'm dead behind the eyes working with these two all you know, for the last four years. So don't worry about my feelings. It's just. All right. Let me ask a question again. Uh, and I agree with uh, Kevin Helen. There's no need to put him on the list. Don't even worry about that. But why? I have to know. Why do you care whether anyone knows it's your birthday? I do Is have there anything to say more self-centered in the world than "Hey, look at me! Today's the anniversary of the day I was born." I do have to say that I would not know if I was left off. You're not, not left off. Uh, no, but I wouldn't or care. know. I'm or saying, care though. He never right. looks. And I wouldn't care if I was. 
Kevin, you often don't know if you're awake. I mean, you're not like the best. How dare you? I mean, the, the, the lists are all over K-Rock. I mean, but answer my question, Mike. Why do you care whether other people in the building know it's your birthday? I, I mean, I honestly don't. And you can get my wife on here. Someone, what, you don't I never care? make a big fuss. It's the fact that I, as the years gone have gone on and I started to notice the people and the caliber of people <laughs> that make the list over me, that's what started to irk me. All right, let me take your side just for a second. Second. The okay. first year, you probably thought, well, I'm new. Exactly. No big deal. Second year, you probably got your feelings hurt a little. And then at that point, I imagine you glanced at March every time the birthday list got put up because yeah. you realized that you, you were not on there. You hit it spot on. The Five first, years. First year, I, I mean, I got hired at the beginning of the year. My birthday's in March. So at, at the first year, I was like, okay, I mean, I'm not even in the in the system yet. Second year, I went to go get a grab, grab some water. I looked up the list and said, no big deal. By third year, that's when I started to make a fuss, and then then you by, start checking other names. But exactly, that's the first <laughs> thing I did, and the, and it was the third year I'll never forget. Someone who had just gotten fired, like just gotten fired from the promotions department, still on the list. Yeah, and I'm like, you know, they just don't care. They just don't care about a, a brother like me. You know what I'm saying? And that's why Helen, we would like you to please promise us that he will not ever make the list. Honestly. I, I can't. Oh, come I'm on. Fix oh, hell no. I'm sorry. You're too much of a bleeding heart. I am. No, you can tell him you like him off the air, but don't don't put him up on the list. But I'm going to do it. But it's going to be oh, funnier I, if you don't. Swedish Eagle on the Still list. Still on the list, yeah. <laughs> Shallon Robot. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Richard Blade. Man. Mm -hmm. By the way, uh, Kevin and I have some money for you, Helen, for Richard Blade's cake for this Friday. Oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah, so that was the birthday list story. So are you still getting paid from K-Rock to this day? <laughs> I wish I was, I wish I was still getting paid from K-Rock. That'd be nice. So when you run into Psycho Mike, do you have to keep your head on a swivel? You know, make sure nothing happens. No, I mean, I mean he he used me as sort of like a uh, punching bag a couple of different times. I think it was just like a convenient like name that that he liked to use. Um, so uh, no, uh, Mike and I are are cool though. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's get into the albums. So you, so you sent us some tracks. Were these tracks you worked on or helped with, or are you just um, favorites? Yeah, so I just what I did is there were some tracks that really I liked throughout the year, and I decided to pick some of these out. Um, and so one of the things though is some of the tracks I really liked more probably would not be appropriate to play because uh, you know this is like the '90s. Uh, there's some very outdated humor in some of the older albums. So um, did not select some of those. All right. All right. Good choice. So let's start here with uh, the Christmas blues are getting me down. And I believe this is Ralph Garman doing Bruce Springsteen. Here we go. Hey, you guys know what time of year it is? Hey, Ben, you know what time of year it is? Oh, Christmas time. Christmas time. You know, I never liked Christmas time. I don't know what it is, but Christmas always gives me the blues. I remember one Christmas Eve, years ago, back in Jersey. I was walking home, 
It was so cold down along the beach. Wind was whipping down the boardwalk. And I was broke, man. I didn't have no jacket or coat or nothing. Man, I was freezing. And I was feeling pretty sorry for myself. But then I remember I saw an old drunk homeless guy walking towards me down the boardwalk. And I could tell he didn't have no money at all. He had this beat up old coat and his pants were falling down. But he looked up to me and he said, Merry Christmas, boy. And I looked at him with his pants falling down and I realized, well, at least I had a belt. So I took off my belt and I wrapped it around my hand and I beat the snot out of that old drunk and stole his coat. Turns out he wasn't that poor after all. He had $43 in his coat pocket. And I took that money and I got myself a hooker and a bottle of Night Train Express pear wine. I ended up killing the hooker later. I felt bad with it being Christmas Eve and all, but she looked at me funny. And those Christmas blues, well, they always make me cranky. At this time of year, my temper runs high. If you screw with me, then you're gonna die. Christmas blues are getting me down. Christmas blues are getting me down. Christmas blues are getting me down. If you think you'll cross me, you better think twice. I'll bite off your face, put your balls in a vice. Christmas blues are getting me down. Christmas blues are getting me down. Christmas blues are getting me down. I'll jump you in an alley. I'll drown you in a lake. I'll set your clothes on fire. I'll poison your holiday fruit cake. Poison your holiday fruit cake. Even if you're Santa Claus driving his sleigh, it's Christmas time. reckon wrote those lyrics oh uh, ralph i guarantee wrote those lyrics oh my goodness uh, I, you know what? i like that version better than the original version it's 
to me, I, I think it's much more entertaining. It's a tale as old as time right there. <laughs> yeah. It does capture the spirit of the holidays very well. <laughs> <laughs> that That is a version of uh, his uh, Bruce Bracing's uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town. It's interesting to me is this is from The Last Christmas, which I think is early 2000, right? And his impression of Bruce Springsteen is pretty much the same. Like, like he had it exactly the same right until the end. And it's, it, uh, I, that's one of my favorite impressions of his, especially when he gets all dark like that. <laughs> A couple of things on the albums I think that we didn't mention. They ran from 1990 to 2004. Then they stopped and came back in 2006. And then the last album came out as a digital EP in 2008. So they went on for a number of years. They were all very inexpensive. They were first on cassette and they were like $1.99 each on cassette. They were produced in limited quantity. I remember waiting in line for them and being turned away that they sold out in several occasions. And then uh, what was the other thing? Most of the albums have like 20, 30 tracks on them or 25 tracks. And they're all really well produced. Like that was a really clean, nice version of that song. Yeah, they would they would spend um, months beforehand working on it. It was actually a lot of work. Um, you know, Lightning produced most of the albums in the early nine, 90s. Um, and then uh, they called him Scorch for a while. Um, he, he produced them. He was like their board up and then Omar produced them afterwards but they spent a lot of time on especially the skits and the songs they did themselves let's go to the next one uh, this one is Clint Frostwood which is a take on the gorillas Clint Eastwood right yeah here we go I'm made of snow, corn cob pipe, and button nose a jolly happy soul. Got two eyes made out of coal. I'm frosty. I'm made of snow, corn cob pipe, and button nose a jolly happy soul. Got two eyes made out of coal, made out of coal, made out of coal, made out of coal. <laughs> The snowman is a story they say But the children all know he came alive that one day They placed the hat on his head Then he stopped being dead Started dancing instead Wanna play, Frosty said? Incredible! Big fat snowman living just like me or you He was laughing too Now you're saying, how's this possible? A magic hat from a brat, can you imagine that? But Frosty the snowman knew that he had to go Cause the hot sun could melt him back into H2O So he took off and ran His broomstick there in his hand Yelling out the command Catch me if you can Right through the town square Running here, running there His icy ass was running everywhere Kids were following Frosty Cause they thought he was down So Frosty led his frozen posse Through the streets of town As Frosty started to thaw He ran into the law He was gonna get popped By a big traffic cop But he only paused a moment When he heard him holler stop Cause Frosty the snowman Had to hurry and rush The hot sun that day Was turning Frosty to slush As he started to die Frosty waved a goodbye But the kids heard him say i'll be back here someday i'm frosty i'm made of snow corn cob pipe and button nose a jolly happy soul got two eyes made out of coal i'm frosty i'm made of snow corn cob pipe and button nose a jolly 
happy soul got two eyes made out of coal, made out of coal, made out of coal. Thumpity thump thumpity thump thump. Look at Frosty go. Thumpity thump thump thumpity thump thump over the hills of snow. Gotta go right all the way to the end. <laughs> it sounds kind of like a Rodney impression crossover. It, it does, yeah. But uh, the production on it is really cool. I mean, the way they overlay the voices is almost exactly how I remember the Gorillas tracking. You know, Gorillas fans hate that version of that. Um, I, I think Ralph talked about it on the Ralph Report one time. Is that they linked to that on one of their social media sites? I just got barraged with hate. Um, the gorillas did got barraged with hate about the, them linking to this version. They're like, "How how dare you?" Yeah. Hey, if you're a cartoon band, people cannot mock you. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing is, they worked a lot with all of the artists uh, on these tracks, and there was a lot of guest artists that came on the, on the albums. Yeah. So uh, a lot of the guest artists, what they would do is they put the word out to the uh, the labels or to the artists themselves and say, "Hey, would you like to do a Christmas song?" Um, and put it on there like Lincoln Park's My December you know that was came out of this um, there's a Smashing Pumpkins Christmas song that was just in the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas thing that what was on there on the CD so a lot of these it just gave the artists an opportunity to put together a Christmas song where they might not have put something together before there was also a Save Ferris one of Christmas wrapping corn and then we can't forget about Linda Polly channeling John Lennon. So John Lennon does make an appearance on these albums. I love that Linda Polly, uh, John Lennon thing. Cause it was remixed by Moby. Yeah. Uh, so that, yeah. Uh, okay. Let's go over to Bertram's Christmas guide. Let's see how much uh, of this. Have you, have you listened think. to this one already, Christopher? I just want to make I, sure. I you're have. Yes. Okay. I recall this one. I have listened to it again. Let's see how much Lindsay can take. Bertram here. Mary, all right, listen. By now you've had a chance to sample a bit of the 96 KB Christmas cassette, and it's quite an impressive effort. A bunch of B actors and second rate bands making half ass attempts at comedy by butchering Christmas standard. All right, so you wasted a buck 99. We can't live in the past. Now they say Christmas is the time for giving, but Bertram's gonna give you something you can't wrap, something you can't put a bow on, something you can't fit under the tree. It's called Good Sound Advice. Advice about gift buying. You know what people like? You want to make your friends and family happy this year? You go for the big three and you don't stray. Booze, porn, or cash. Or for me, the big four. Booze, porn, cash, and more porn. As you know, I've spent the better part of my adult life watching porn. And throughout the year, you've heard me give lists of some of my favorites. Here now are my picks for 96. I've broken them down into categories and I picked two or three of my favorite from each. First, for people who enjoy TV. Punky Gister. What's happening in your ass? Fister Belvedere and McHale's Gravy. Next, for the amateur meteorologist. Gale forces her hand up your ass. Gizzard. Cold front, hot rear. It's raining, it's pouring, the old man is blowing this other old guy. 
rectal barometer. And the mercury's rising, and so is my big black penis. Now for the kids, Disney classics. The perfect stocking stuffer. Herbie the Love Crab. The Apple Humpling Gang. Titty Titty Bang Bang. And 101 Lactations. For the bowler in the family. Backdoor bowl return. I've got a 69 average. Beer Frame Blowfest. Earl Anthony does Dallas. And one ball, three holes. That's a Bertram family favorite. For your midget friends. Dorf on your sister. Gulliver travels up your ass. Big calves, small holes. Little big load. Get shorty, a towel. Ear bangers. Really short lesbians. And double nostril penetrators, five. Another Bircham family favorite. You know, this season isn't just about Christmas. It's also about Hanukkah. Pick up one of these titles for some of your Jew buddies. <clears throat> like 40 years in the desert, 10 minutes in your ass. Matzah ballin'. Shalod, Big Nose, Bigger Hose, Moses Parts the Pink Sea, I Eat Pork, and who could forget Haglin for Ass. And finally, because there's a little Santa in all of us, some holiday fare. North Pole, South Hole, Santa empties his sack, Reindeer Rim Job, White Christmas, Black Schlong, That Ain't Eggnog, and last but not least, how the Grinch stole this bitch's panties and then sniffed them out in the parking lot. There, my work is done, but I have much work to do elsewhere, for I must load the sleigh and fly over the city tonight, crapping on everyone's house. So until next year, this is Mr. Bircham, wishing you and yours would leave me the hell alone. It just really put me in the Christmas mood. That's some pretty strong work. And most of those became Kevin and Bean Christmas CDs. Those were the titles. <laughs> exactly. That uh, that was in the, the from Christmas in Your Ass, right? But that was probably released earlier, huh? It was, yeah. So it was on the '96 um, cassette, uh, but then they re-released it on the the best of. Nice. Of course, <laughs> of course they did. <laughs> you have to. I mean, you just got to. It's a classic. By the way, Topher, now that we're talking about Rodney, did you meet Rodney? Did you meet some of the legendary DJs at K-Rock? Yeah. Um, so, because Rodney was there for the entire time I was there. Um, I mostly would see him at like Acoustic Christmas or, um, you know, occasionally he'd come into the station, but, you know, he his show was on so late. Um, yeah, but I definitely got to meet him. He's definitely a character. Very shy. That was the the one thing that, like, I, I didn't expect is how shy he was. We want we really want to get Rodney on this show, but I don't think he'll ever come on. No. I, I, a Kevin and Bean associated uh, podcast. I don't. I'm not sure that's the top of his list, right? Yeah. Even though they did get him a a star on the Walk of Fame. Kevin and Bean got them got him a star. Yeah. Well, they helped. They led a campaign to get him a star. They it started from Kevin and Bean. Mm. Mm hmm. But, you know, he still wants to hold a grudge. I can't imagine why. <laughs> All right, let's get to the last track here. This is the family favorite. This is probably my favorite of all the Christmas album things. Um, well, I mean, there's Christmas harmonica. I love that one. But this one is, is a segment. So this is my favorite segment of all time. This is Kevin's Christmas bathroom interviews. 
How's it going? Dude, how's it going? Sorry, me? Yeah. Yep, we're good. What's your name? Is that really important? It is if we're going to become friends. What are you doing for Christmas this year? Are they going to spend it with family? Mind if I come along? Mm, not enough room for that. I'm making fudge over here. I can bring that. one I'm more likely to be out on. <laughs> um, a little bit of behind uh, the scenes on this. We've talked about this before. We've heard from the B team and from Lightning. They used to send Kevin to a mall and I believe it was Big Tad would be with him and somebody else. Somebody else would be outside the door as a, as a lookout and Big Tad would be in the bathroom to make sure that Kevin didn't get his ass kicked. Yeah, Big, Big Ted would dress up as like security just to make sure. Um, and then once he left, the, there would be other people who would do it, but they stopped doing the bathroom linears. But yeah, they definitely had someone there protecting him uh, because you know some of these you can tell they're not happy to be talking to him. Uh, let me give you a one of them that was not, or let's just go to number two because it's the bathroom interviews. Yeah, how's it going? Dude, how's it going? Good. Don't you just love Christmas time? Oh yeah. You making a Yule log or eggnog? What's that? You making a Yule log or eggnog? One or two? Oh, two. How's that going for you? I'm making something over here looks a lot like a fruitcake. Can you take a second and tell me the story of the baby Jesus? All the animals and all the wise men. Yeah. What's up with all that? Mm -hmm. Have a good one. Thank you. <laughs> I love I love that the guy answered. He started telling the story of the baby Jesus. <laughs> Me and Christopher are bringing this back, by the way. So I honestly the deadpan delivery is like so anti-Kevin or what I think about Kevin that like it's, it's so good. Ah uh, man. Okay. This is a this is the next one. And the next one, the guy kind of got a little upset. Hey, how's it going? Dude, how's it going? Fine. What's your name? Brian. Brian, don't you just love Christmas? 
know what I mean? My belt buckle is made out of mistletoe. Why don't you shut the f up? Uh, okay, okay. Um, yeah. The next one is uh, probably probably the strongest joke of this segment of uh, bathroom interviews. Hey, how's it going? Dude, how's it going? All right. What's your name? Dude, what's your name? Not now, man. You like Christmas time like I do? Dude, do you like Christmas time? No, no. You know what I call my penis? You know what my nickname is for my penis? Excuse me? You know what my nickname is for my penis? Jolly old Saint Dick. Oh, I hate this man. Come on, it's Jolly old. <laughs> Saint Dick. Jolly old Saint Dick. I love Perfect. that he breaks there too. Like that he's deadhead the whole time except that last one. He just couldn't deal yeah. with it. <laughs> the dick jokes are really getting him. Uh this is the last segment. So the, the system didn't work for him. The lookout and Big Tan, no one warned him that security was coming. Yeah, I, I forget the actual story behind that one, but, uh, you know, because it was real mall security, not just someone there standing, like, pretending to be security. Yeah, they had the radio and everything. Did you ever have a uh, an occasion being a van driver or any remotes where, you know, the cops were called or things just went sideways? Oh, I mean, there were always events that went sideways. Like um, you just had either people would just be mobbing you. It was, it was crazy what people would do for stickers. Like I like I can't, you know, back in the day, especially like the late nineties that, you know, you would just get mobbed for stickers. Um, I don't remember any cops ever being called. Um, actually, yes. So the one, one time I do remember is uh, the Palladium. They essentially kicked K Rock out. Like there was a there was a disagreement between the guy who owned the Palladium um, and K Rock management. He didn't like K Rock coming in there and sort of he said like running the thing, even though we were promoting a lot of these shows in the beginning. So we yeah. came up. So the the promotions team came up with an idea to put take the K Rock logo and put it onto the Palladium, like project it onto Protected. the Palladium. Yes, thank okay. you. Um, and they uh, he called the cops and was like yelling, and the cops come over and they're like, "You're not doing anything wrong." 
we love k-rock and then they just left <laughs> yeah because because he was saying that we were projecting it it was his property that we couldn't do that but there there's no laws against that it, wow. you guys were across the street huh yeah we were across the street we weren't on his property so there wasn't anything he could do all right well that's all the tracks i got and it's been a little over an hour so shall we call it call this christmas episode can you play us off with some fruitcake fruitcake i'm not familiar with that one <laughs> no okay well i would just like to know topher like as a listener did you like do you did you did you enjoy it up until the end after you stopped working like what's your journey as the kevin and bean show listener yeah so i mean i continued listening i actually uh but then i moved out of la in about 2011 2011 i moved to wisconsin um so i would still listen to the 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 podcast so i would download the podcast and listen um you know and you know, I still friends with Dave and Omar. So I was like, you know, I would listen to the B team and stuff like that. Um, so I, very much, you know, Kevin and Bean got me excited back in the nineties about radio and they were the ones who got, got me essentially my job. So I was, all, I've always been a huge Kevin and Bean um, fan. So I, I followed them up until the end. And, and you're a four-star general in the Garmy, right? I am a four-star general in the Garmy. Uh, so um, I, Ralph, Ralph was always my favorite part uh of of the kevin and bean and i think uh, once he left it sort of lost a lot of the the magic and and i think that's probably when i really stopped listening regularly oh really yeah that anniversary just came up a couple days ago yeah, that's right yeah sadly uh, um that's oh i forgot what i wanted to play i wanted to play this christmas message from kevin and bean Hey, it's Kevin Amin, and we'd like to uh, thank you again this year for buying the uh, Kevin Amin Christmas CD. I'm so glad another crappy year of our show is done. But before we go, before we make our way off into 1999, we have a few members of the Kevin Amin Morning Show family that would like to take this opportunity. A special greeting from them to you. Let's start with our newsman, Doc in the Rock. Hi, Doc. Santa Claus, I'm putting a hit out on you. You ran off with my old lady. But I would like to give a brief tribute to Gene Autry and his Christmas song, which everyone knows, just an excerpt, then all the reindeer loved him. God, that must have hurt. We have no idea, folks. Don't call. Don't write. Don't email. We don't even begin to guess. But uh, send up flares. We're in trouble. All right. Entertainment reporter Ralph the New Guy. Ralph, uh, happy holidays to you, my friend. Hey, everybody. I want to wish a happy holiday to everyone out there, too. And Santa, I've been a very good boy this year. So when you're out Christmas Eve filling stockings, I've got a pair of black fishnets that I'd like you to fill with a 19-year-old blonde sorority girl. Thank you. <laughs> Mr. Bertram, Merry Christmas. How are you? Yeah. Uh, after Doc's tirade, it struck me uh, about uh, Autry. We need a museum for Doc's humor <laughs> so the kids could come by and enjoy it. <laughs> Boy, you had it rough, Dad. <laughs> All right. Uh, I know it sounds a little bit trite and a little bit corny, and it's said every year, but if we could just take this Christmas spirit and stretch it out over the whole year... Not only would we have good spirit toward our, our fellow man, mm -hmm. but we could all uh, suck up that eggnog and eat the figgy pudding and eat the ham. <laughs> and what about those uh, popcorn balls? Every day we'd eat those. Yeah. And we'd never have to take the lights down. And that train set that you put under the tree, yeah. just keep going. Because <laughs> right. every day's Christmas. All right. Thank you, Mr. Bertram. All right. Wow. An unusually uplifting message from Mr. Bertram. Hey, look, it's our sports guy, Jimmy. Didn't I do this last year? Yeah, we all did. All right, whatever it was I said then, double it. <laughs> uh, Lightning, our producer, you had a very big year in 1998, getting married and all. You have anything you want to share with the kids? Uh, no, same as last year. Okay, well, maybe Lisa has something to say. Lisa? Oh, 
my God. It, is she still in the basement? You guys suck. Oh, sorry about that. Let's let Lisa out of the yeah, basement let's bring for her back Christmas. Up. I had no idea. Oh, thank you. Yes. Thank you. All right. You, All right. Can I do my, my yeah, wish? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Okay, watch, just... your, watch your attitude, Missy, because you're going right back in there. <laughs> well, I just want to say, except for this basement crap, that it's basically been a really good year. Kevin and Bean, two of the greatest guys I've ever had the pleasure of working on. Thank I mean, you. with. Thank working you. with. <laughs> and I just have this little wish for the new year. Okay. You know, next year when I'm on the freeway and you're behind me. Get off my damn ass. <laughs> okay, thank you and happy holidays. Yes, very nice. Oh, I'm sorry. I've got to put you back. I'm sorry, babe. I'll see you later. Hey, uh, Fatty, what's going on with you, Big Ted? Well, I want to say Merry Christmas to uh, my family on the radio, my family at home. And Feliz Navidad to all my homies in the barrio. What's up? What the f*** <laughs> was that? Uh, all right, our uh, knob twister, Big Mama, you got something to say? Knob today? twister, thank you very much. Yeah. yeah, I just wanted to say thank you to Kevin and Bean. You guys have made me a superstar, and I want to thank all my fans. Uh, that you have, don't have uh, any fans, uh, thank you. Rock and Fig? Hey, happy holidays, guys. Hey, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year to you. Do you have a, a message for our K-Rock listeners as we head into 1999, Fig? You know, I do. I've been thinking about it. All I can say is may Santa give us some six to eight foot offshore spitting perfect barrels Christmas Day. Maybe a new surfboard, a pintail, a 3-2 wetsuit, a zipperless. How about some sex wax for my stick? Oh, sorry, guys. Belly Kaliki Maka to all of you from the Figster. What the f***? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Fig. Okay. Bye-bye. Happy holidays. And finally, we've saved the best for last. Ladies and gentlemen, you know him, you hate him. The Armenian Comedian! Yeah. I would like to sing a song. Yeah, go ahead. For oh, Christmas no. song. All right, go ahead. I would like to have a background song, please. Christmas song. La, 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 la. Please. All right, just sing the song, Sam. Yeah. Kevin and Bean Show brings Christmas tree. To care of you listeners, Santa Claus is coming with toys. So tickled by he knows you are bad. He knows you are good. Santa coming to town. Ho, ho, Santa's coming to town. Ho, ho, ho. Okay, Armenian comedian, will you promise us one thing? Never call us again. You know why? I mean, ever. Listen, I'm I mean, that's it. I mean, it's a... Note to Kevin and Bean Show. No Armenian comedian in 99. Okay. <laughs> yes, that's... Kevin, how about, uh, how about you for the new year? Any uh, message for the listeners? Uh, somebody, please get me a new partner. <laughs> that's it. That's all I've got. And for me, uh, let me just say that this is uh, my last appearance on the Kevin and Bean Christmas album. Tyra and I are moving to Finland. We're going to keep bees. That's our New Year's resolution. So I'll be sending you all a postcard. Best of luck. Thanks a lot for buying the CD, by the way. And thanks to uh, everybody for listening to the Kevin and Bean Show all year long. We'll see you around the corner in 1999 on the world-famous K-Rock. That was classic Armenian comedian. He had you the wrong... Got it. Yeah. <laughs> he wanted a Christmas song, but he sang Happy Birthday. Happy Birthday. <laughs> None of his none of none of his song made any sense. Uh, it was perfect Armenian comedian. That's just the right amount of Armenian comedian, I think. Um, so what were your favorite like segments um as a listener? If, if you're a Ralph fan, like did you have favorites from him? Um, so I mean the the showbiz beat was always like my favorite, like there just because it was always so different. And you know, he does the same thing on the Ralph report, which which is great. Um yeah. and anytime that there was angry Ralph. That was always hilarious, especially when he would get mad at Bean or Kevin and and really start going off on them. That always just made me crack up. That's some of our favorite stuff too. I love that 
the showbiz beat, it just, it, like you said, it was different and it was just a different take each time. So you could listen to the four or five showbiz beats from every day and they'd be, it, each one would be entertaining. Yeah, and for a while on, on the podcast, they were only doing like one or two and then they realized that, hey, putting all of those on there, people were, were listening to all of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's one of the reasons I kept like on with the archive is because like the podcast for me, like I wanted to hear all of them. And I think they all offered something unique, even if he talked about the same story 50 times. I loved it. Yeah, but he would sometimes they would build things. Maybe there would be a celebrity birthday and they'd mention it in the first one. They'd have a different clip on the second one and so on. So you're right. It was each one was different. I've worked listening to. Yeah. Or like he'd refer, he would like say like, oh, beer mug, you have the clip now, like in the second hour or refer back to older showbiz beats. So <laughs> it was always so worth it. All right. Well, let's go, let's uh, start ending this. Let's th let's thank Topher for coming in and coming in or being on, being on, talking to us about all these wonderful times with Christmas and, and K-Rock and his time there. Well, thank you for having on. I, re I really enjoyed myself. But actually, if if people can follow me on Instagram, that's what I would say. Uh, I'm I Topher Sheckler. Sheckler is spelled S H E C K L E R, um, and I'm at Tof Sheck on Instagram. I think that'd be great. Yeah. So good. So good. <laughs> I'll never get enough of this. Well, thank you for being with us. Merry Christmas, everybody. And this is another wonderful episode of Bitters Never Give Up. Here's some fruitcake. What you making? Fruitcake. What you baking? Fruitcake. Candy cherries, red dye number two. Green cherries? Green ones too. It's fruitcake. It's fruitcake. Pecans or walnuts. Citrus peel. Lots of stuff. Add what you feel. Sticks of butter. Cinnamon. Mo molasses. Lots of dark rum. Artificial color. Artificial flavor. If your family don't want it, give it to a neighbor. It's fruitcake.
artificial flavor. Your family don't want it. Give it to a neighbor. Fruitcake. Yeah, fruitcake. What you making? Fruitcake. What you baking? Fruitcake. Candy cherries. Red dye number two. Green cherries. Green ones too. It's Turn your music off if you want me to hear you. <laughs> there you so go. They found two cassettes, ninety-three and ninety-five. Oh, excellent! I I could have sworn I had others, but maybe they switched to DVD or CDs after that. Um, oh, wait! I gotta get my music back on. Just turn it down. Turn it way down. Turn it down, 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 turn it down. Awesome. Do I actually get fruitcake now?